0: Hello everybody, this is Mark Lewandowski, welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. Have you ever looked back over your life and said, oh my gosh, what has happened? How did my life get so unraveled? How did things get so tangled? How did these events occur that I didn't want to have happen? If you've ever thought of those things, you're not alone. I too have dealt with those issues and I've dealt with them recently. In fact, last week I had to get away. I got away to a spa South of California, just over the border in Tacati, Mexico, a spa called Rancho La Porta. And my wife and I go to Rancho La Porta to get away once a year. We exercise like crazy. We eat great food and we meditate and we think about life. My first day, I had, I had carved out a significant amount of time to making sure that I spent time selfishly considering my life and what are the characteristics that I want my life to be about. So, I sent my wife off to a yoga class, and I got on the patio of our casita, and I sat down with my journal, and I just started to write. And here's what happened. The first thing out of my mind was, is it okay for me to have personal rules to live by? So, I wrote this down. Should I have personal rules to live by? Next, I said, if so, how many should I have? Then I said, should I let other people know what those rules are, or should I keep them very private? The next thing that came out of my mind was, is it okay for me to have selfish rules? Is it okay to have guiding principles or characteristics in my life that are really in my best interest? And finally, I said, if I have these rules, how can I remember them and live by them? Well, let me tell you a little bit about why this was so important. Over the last year, I have gotten myself into some entrepreneurial endeavors that not only cost me significant capital expenditures or a lot of money, in other words, also these endeavors took a lot of my personal time and a lot of emotional commitment. I was just flat exhausted by how much money I had spent Working on projects that were not going to be successful because I allowed other people to guide my principles. Now, they didn't really guide my personal principles, like my morals or my ethics. They really, they were really involved in our business in a way that drove results that I, I hated. I was completely unhappy about. In fact, if any of those people are listening now, your decision sucked. And I am unhappy about them. I'll never do business with these people again. So I wanted to think through what are the most important things to me in life? I want to I wanna really shake out all the crap and really determine what's important. It reminds me of Henry David Thoreau in his book called Walden. He wrote a passage that said, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately to front only the essential facts of life and to see if I could learn from them what they had to teach and not when I came to die to discover that I had not lived. I do not wish to live what is not life, nor do I wish to practice resignation unless it is completely necessary. What I wish to do, he said, is to live deep, to suck out all the marrow out of life, to live so sturdily, and Spartan-like as to drive life into a corner and reduce it to its lowest terms. And if it proves to be mediocre, then I will know and publish the whole and genuine mediocrity of it. But if it is excellent, then I will know it by experience and I will take that experience in my next excursion. That, my friends, is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to the woods and drive life into a corner and figure out what life was really about. And not figure it out when I died, but figure it out right now. Not later in life, not when I'm 70, but now. And that is what I want to share with you. I want to share with you that I went to the woods and I asked myself questions. Should I have guiding principles? Should I drive life into a corner and reduce it to its most important terms? And I did. And I'm going to share with you those terms. The first one comes from a story that happened this year. I was in a meeting that I was invited to in Dallas, and I was there with a very, very dear friend and his company and my son. And some of the people that were invited to participate in the meeting did not honor other people. Anybody that was different than them, they had an eager jab a slap in the face, a rude and hideous comment. And these are people that were supposed to be living by the principle of love, and it was not showing. The four of us, my friend and his partner, and my son and I stepped out in the hallway, and we were aghast at how those people did not honor other people. Another situation is uh, I flew to Florida to meet with an organization, and I've never been so mistreated in my life. And Jonathan and I, who, who I work with, we got on the airplane and said, all right, I've never been treated so badly. How can we make sure we never treat others that way? I can't force those people to treat us well, but I can make sure we don't treat others. So that's how I said, I want one of my guiding principles to be honor others over self. And when I say honor others, I've got a long list of people that that means. To me, that means honor God. That means honor family. That means honor strangers that you bump into the street. It means honor servants. In other words, the people that do your housekeeping at, at the hotel, that pick up after you at a restaurant, that serve you when you're ordering food. The people that serve you, if you're not honoring people, then you're really not honoring God. And I don't want to be that guy that doesn't honor people. I want to honor the weak, the weakest among us. And I also want to honor the strong. And when I say the strong, I don't want to be jealous of other people who are strong. I want to honor them because I want to be strong like them. And finally, I want to honor people that are different than me. Even if I don't agree, I don't have to agree with them to honor them and treat them humanely. And I believe that that is true service to God. Next, this is a principle I want to live by. I want to leverage my limited resources. What does that mean? Well, as a person, I only have so much money and I only have so much time and I only have so much knowledge. There are areas in which I am truly a novice. I have no idea. But there are other areas in which I'm truly an expert. I have expertise in certain areas and I have limited resources. I've got more money than some, not as much as others, but I've got money and I've got time. So those are the three things that I really, my resources, my time, my knowledge, I want to leverage those to take the best advantage of those and not be distracted by things that look great, but turn out to be terrible. I don't need to say okay to everything. In fact, I've got to stop. Telling everyone I can help them. And I've got to be honest with myself and my family and my friends and say to certain people, I just don't have time or knowledge or expertise to help you with that. Because whenever you're outside of your time pie, outside of your area of expertise, you're outside of your resource limits, you're just wasting your time. I will never do it again. In fact, Right after I wrote this, right after I journaled this, right after I committed it to memory, I wrote an email to a good friend and said, I am going to say no and forfeit the opportunity with your organization because I just don't believe it's the best use of my time. It's, it's not the best use and therefore I should say no. And it's fair to me to say no. And it's fair to you that I say no. I think this is important. So, so I've already told you that two of the guiding principles that I'm going to live by in my life are honor others over myself and leverage my limited resources. Then I had to sit back and say, What are my other weaknesses? Where do I want to strengthen my life? How do I want to become a better person? What is it that I can do to become a more complete and better me? And then it came to me. I need to be present in the moment. Present in the moment. How many of you when you're having a conversation with somebody important, you're already thinking about something else. When you're having dinner with family, you're thinking about after dinner. When you're having dinner with a friend, you're thinking about what you other things you could be doing. When you're at work, you're thinking about being off in the evening. When you're off in the evening, you're thinking about doing a better job at work. It's, it's this terrible cycle of crap in your mind where you're not present in the moment. I want to be present in the moment. When you and I sit down together and talk and someday you and I will meet and you'll be sharing about your life and maybe ask me a question of advice. I want to be able to give you my complete attention. I want to be fully present in the moment. I want to be there when you and I are talking and not somewhere else. And I think you want to be there too. I think every person Wants to be that incredibly loving person that looks somebody in the eye and really, really listens. My sister-in-law, her name is Jenny, and she's the most fantastic person I know. She is the epitome of being present. I've never been in a conversation with her in which I didn't feel like the only person in her whole world. She is never distracted, never double-minded. Never thinking about something else. She is always present. How do I know that? She asks questions. She nods. She laughs at the right time. Her eyes are penetrating and on my eyes at during the conversation. I think she's an amazing person, and I want to be like that person. So I sat back, and I looked at these things, and I said, Mark's goals to guide his life Number one, I want to honor others over self in a way that respects uniqueness and celebrates each person's inherent value. In other words, I want to offer love and only love. Now, when I say I want to offer love, and most of you that know me, you know I'm a tough son of a gun. If you do wrong, I'm going to call you on it. But I believe that done properly is also love. I also believe that if you celebrate each person's inherent value, you're really respecting who they are as they were made by God. Now, those of you who know me, I am a Christian, and I believe in God, and I am dedicated to my faith. And in so, I want to love people exactly as they are, even if I don't agree. Agreeing with them and loving them are two different things. And I don't want to be around people anymore who hate people just because they're different than them, because I don't believe that that's God's calling on a man's life. Next, I want to optimize leverage to get the best outcomes for my limited personal resources. I want to be free of distractions or hindrances that take away from life or life's progress. And number three, I want to be fully present in the moment. In other words, I'm going to take time for experiencing and enjoying life. I'm going to pay close attention to life as my valued teacher. In other words, my life is going to be governed in the next many years by three words, honor, leverage, and to be. Honor, leverage, and be. You know, I don't know what's important for you, but I wanted to share with you what's important to me. Your criteria for a great life, you driving life into a a corner and reduce it to its lowest terms, is completely different than mine. Your terms and my terms are different. As I don't know what Henry David Thoreau reduced life to, but I reduced life to honor, leverage, And B, that's what I decided. So my hope is that at some point in your life soon, you will carve out time to sit down. Maybe it's in the woods or maybe it's in the heart of the city. Maybe if you're in Manhattan, you're going to the park in the woods in the city. But you're sitting down and saying, what do I want my life to be about? How can I put words to that? And then how can I remember those words And make them a part of my life. As I wrap this up for you today, I want to encourage you. I have an idea in my life that I call a vision alliance. A vision alliance is that very unique partnership that you have in life with one, two, or maybe if you're lucky, three people in which you truly share your deepest dreams, your goals your aspirations, your fears, and you allow one or two trusted people to be a part of that. If you're so lucky as to have one or two of those people, you might want to consider sharing your terms when you reduce life to its lowest terms. In other words, those principles that are most important to you. When you reduce it to those, consider who can I share this with that will be Someone I can trust who will honor and hold me accountable. This is important. It's important not only to do it, but to do it in a way that holds you accountable and keeps you moving until you turn aspiration into habit. I very, very much appreciate you listening. I look forward to the time when we stand eye to eye and we share life, we share experiences We share stories, and together we be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, You can have anything in life you want, as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.